Hi, everyone. Welcome to Dishing Drama with Dana Wilkie Uncensored. We have officially moved to Patreon. Here's a sneak peek of Dishing Drama with Dana Wilkie. Come on, bitch, 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 let's go. Hi, you guys. So I just wanted to start today's show by really begging you, if, if you haven't seen the Alexei Navalny confessional video or audio version, if you prefer, in the Patreon to please go and listen to it. It's so important. Alexei did tell us what he wanted us to know before he died. And I found it and I put it in there and I really got want you guys to hear it. He also explains the secret of Putin that I think Putin does not want anyone to know. And that's why I think he was poisoned by Putin in prison, which is my opinion of what I think happened. Because let's face it, Putin deep down inside is really a KGB foreign intelligence officer at heart, as well as kind of a gangster. And so it's really important to understand him, why I did a confessional video on Putin, and now why he wanted to take Alexei out, because in that you're going to understand a lot of what's going to be happening in the next few years in the war with the Ukraine and otherwise. So you'll really appreciate this knowledge. I know we think of deep dives and gossip as only related to people in the public figure realm of reality TV or movies or television, but the truth is there's a whole side to political people that, you know, if you study them from this perspective, you learn a lot about them that tells you how they're behaving in their politics and what they're doing. So I just wanted to give that a quick shout out on today's show, although not on topic. (laughs) Please go listen to that one, please. All right, let's go now and get into what I really wanted to talk about today. I'm keeping it light again because of the last few weeks of so many scandals that have been erupting in our space. So it was like, wow, I felt like, geez, I better do a few shows by myself and keep them light and airy. (laughs) Although I do have a show in the works right now that if I get accomplished, I'm going to be really excited to tell you about, but we'll have to see. So what is today's light topic that we're doing? Well... I thought you guys might like to know about Larsa Pippen because Larsa has been on the radar quite a bit since she had this very dramatic, very brief breakup with Marcus Jordan. And whenever that happens, you end up looking into the person. So suddenly I saw people on Reddit trying to remind themselves of like what happened between Kim Kardashian and Larsa Pippen in their friendship breakup. And they were curious to know more about that and be reminded of it. And then also sort of Larsa's rise to fame after kind of a bumpy start. Quite a few bumpy starts in her own career and self-realization. So I thought it would be kind of a fun one because it's linked to a lot of different people that we care about. And so I definitely will be covering that today. But before we begin, I found this thing on Instagram, which I have to share with you. It's all of the Tom Girardi victims. As you know, uh, there was a show that came out that they did like a follow-up to the show that I was on, Housewife and the Hustler. And I guess the victims had called out Erica Jane Girardi on the show when she finally sits down with them and tries to make peace, although I didn't hear it was that effective. In fact, I didn't hear shit about it. So it wasn't that watched, I guess, because I swear in the Bravo world, I heard zero about it outside of the teaser. So what happened, you guys? Well, I'll tell you in a minute, but before I do, let me 
play you this Instagram that all the Tom Girardi victims put together for us to know where they stand on things with at least Tom Girardi and the indictment. We're former Girardi case clients. Of course, Erica Jane was assigned our attorney fees. We're former Girardi case clients. Of course we watch Beverly Hills Housewives to see how Erica spends our money. We're former Girardi Keys clients. Of course we'd rather have a root canal than hire another lawyer. We're former Girardi Keys clients. Of course Tom's indicted son-in-law was our attorney. We're former Girardi Keys clients. Of course we got our settlement money slowly. We're former Girardi Keys clients. Of course Aaron Brockovich blocked us on Twitter. We're former Girardi Keys clients. Of course I wrote a book about our lawsuit. We're former Girardi Keys clients. Of course we're still waiting for lawmakers to do something. We're former Girardi Keys clients. Of course we have proof, receipts, timelines, screenshots, fucking everything to prove that Girardi is a fucking thief. Sorry about the sound quality on some of that. That was related to people recording outside for their like gimmicky action that they do with their very strong and important statements, which, you know, they're trying to make it entertaining so people hear it. But the thing that should have really caught your eye was the first one, which is a woman who's dressed up like Erica Jane Girardi on the video. And she's saying that Erica Jane Girardi was assigned her attorney fees. Now, I had read something about this in some of the legal at the time, because as you guys know, in the beginning, I was really covering it. I was actually the person who broke that she was getting divorced. You guys might remember that. I don't know. But but I remember reading about Tom Girardi's daughter given legal fees that were supposed to be directed to David Lira to her. And then I believe Tom Girardi did the same thing. So there were moments in time where Tom was supposed to be paid money. And instead of having the money go to him, he had the money go directly to Erica. And in this other case, directly to Tom Girardi's daughter, David Lira's wife. Because in case you don't know, Tom Girardi's daughter married David Lira, who's also indicted in the same case that Tom Girardi is in right now. In case you don't know what happened to David Lira, besides being indicted, he has been allowed to continue to practice law, believe it or not, but not control client money. And he must work under the supervision of another attorney. But he's allowed to continue being a lawyer in the meantime until the indictment's heard. Now, they're going to be doing a jury trial, and David Lira will have to present his side of the story that he didn't really mislead clients. But I think that's going to be pretty hard to do based on what's been said by Jay Edelson, who received a lot of communication between Tom Girardi's voicemails and David Lear, I think, emailing him and all lies to try to like not have to pay the bill, which weren't adding up to Jay because he's the one who blew open the fact that Tom Girardi was doing all these misdeeds. In fact, if Jay hadn't done that, this would have continued this fraud endlessly until the Ponzi scheme failed because Tom couldn't pay someone. But he was so good at lying and just paying small amounts and 
relying on people's hopes and dreams of finally getting their money. And they also felt like they were a victim to him and that they couldn't stand up for themselves because if he dumped them, they might not get paid. And it's been years they're in these cases and they've already had so much devastation created by the burn victims or the plane crash or whatever. They don't have the full mental capacity behind them to fight him. So they were really just sitting ducks and he was taking advantage of them. But you guys know all this. My point is Erica did directly recede benefit from these victims, which is why they're so freaking angry at her. You know, she says one minute she's like a lawyer and the next minute she's dumb and doesn't know how to operate a bank account. And I think that they don't really know how much Erica knew or didn't know about Tom's misdeeds, but they suffer from the fact that she just shows no remorse and she didn't show any remorse on this Housewife and the Hustler follow-up. So here's what goes down, okay? Kathy Rugamas, whose son was burned and Tom stole most of his money, that he won to compensate him for burns over 80% of his body. Anyway, her name is Kathy Rugamas and she's best friends with a woman who you guys have definitely heard of by now, Kimberly Archie. She has now become an ad advocate for the victims of Tom Girardi. She's like kind of heading up the group and trying to initiate things so people don't forget about the victims and all this. So what what ends up happening is Archie gets this idea to do a charity event for No Birthday Left Behind, but invite Erica Jane Girardi to come to the event to draw attention to it. And Erica's lawyers said no problem that she would attend. And then Kimberly reached out to her best friend, Kathy Ragomez, and said, how do you feel about that? And Kathy Ragomez said, I don't mind if Erica comes as long as she promotes the charity event on her social media. And then we could have this conversation on the show, the housewife and the hustler follow-up. And so essentially what ended up happening is Erica went to this charity event, but she did not follow through with promoting it as she promised to Archie. If indeed that's what happened between the two women, but this is what Archie claims. And then she was very cold when she got there and she was asked, to meet some of the victims that attended this charity event and sit down and talk to them and answer their questions. And she showed no remorse and she continued to be icy and she continued to not acknowledge that these people are victims to Tom Girardi. And that was really their goal with the sit down was to get her to admit that they were indeed victims and that, you know, maybe some remorse, anything. And she doesn't really give it or at least give an indicator that she feels sorry for them. But then she also doesn't promote the charity. Okay. So she just makes this appearance on this ABC show, doesn't give the victims what they want, listens to what they have to say. And then she leaves. And then she doesn't even promote the charity which was the whole purpose of this thing was to get hopefully money raised for this group that needed attention and help. So it's like she didn't even give them that. And I think I'm laughing because it's just so on brand with Erica Girardi, right? Me, me, me fuck everybody else. Zero empathy. Again, we know from season 13, she doesn't know how to have empathy. She had to ask her doctor how to feel things. So that was said publicly on the show, but uh, very interesting. But I thought I'd follow this up because I noticed nobody talked about this and how this all went down with the victims. And, you know, since she's trying to pitch that her earrings, you know, were some sort of redemption for her on season 13, which they weren't, 
because they were sold at auction eventually. I did a whole video about it. Maybe you didn't see that one, but Ronald Richards, who at some points in the case were representing victims of Tom Girardi and also was supporting the trustee and helping them find assets from Erica Girardi and Tom Girardi. He was on and off the case. He ended up buying her earrings to get back at her, I think a little bit, although he may not say that, uh, because she fought openly with his wife and told his wife to suck Ronald's dick and, you know, F off. And I'm using her wording. And so that made Ronald angry. And then Ronald was like, great, when those earrings go up for auction, I'm going to buy them and give them to my wife. He also wanted to prove they weren't the correct earrings that she turned in, which they weren't. But for the new auction, they changed the GIA certificate. So there was really no way to establish that because they had them re-GIA certified. But I have the evidence that it wasn't the same earrings, but that's, you know, neither here nor there at this point. And I'd like to end this segment with a quote from Variety. This was taken from an article, Real Housewives star Erica Girardi meets Tom Girardi alleged victims in The Housewife and The Hustler 2 by Addie Morfoot. This was a quote from Kimberly Archie. She said, we all smiled with her, meaning Erica Jane Girardi, on the red carpet because we thought we were helping no birthday left behind, says Archie. We thought that Erica coming and us being gracious to her was going to be positive for this nonprofit. We also thought Erica was going to stop being an asshole to the victims. We were wrong. Archie goes on to say she didn't prove that they were her earrings or that the earrings weren't bought with stolen money. She's fighting to try to get the money back from the sale of the earrings. Oh, I didn't know that part. So she's spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to argue over something that doesn't really belong to her. Well, and this is the thing, right? You can't exactly go into the reunion in season 13 not fighting for the earrings still in some capacity or another, even though they've been sold, because your whole thing is that you're on a redemption tour and you're relying on something to do with the earrings to give you that redemption. So you have to confuse everybody. That's the PR spin, baby. All right, I've got one message for Erica on this. Okay, one more thing before we move on to Larsa. Did you see that Dorit Kemsley said that she spoke to Mauricio Umansky and he said that he believes Kyle Richards' camp leaked the story about his and Kyle's separation to People Magazine and was like upset about it? Did that not shock you guys? Because what a betrayal that Mauricio is confiding in Dorit Kemsley after all the gossip that they flirt in every freaking episode and they're hugging and all this stuff and PK's never home and he's obviously Mr. Eligible Bachelor uh, as of late before we even knew it and that she's now his confidant about his own wife. I mean, in a negative way, light? Like, are you kidding me right now? I almost died. I'm like, you got balls, lady. I'm so glad I dragged her and did all the things I did. Do you remember her bullshit? I'm a miserable person. No, she's a miserable person. Kyle Richards was her friend for years. And yeah, she distanced herself and got a little bitchy there. But can you blame her after watching the show? And seeing her hugging Mauricio and all the stuff that we covered on my channel about it. I mean, I would definitely be like, mm, maybe me and my man won't be hanging out with you and your husband that's never home. 
where you're like obviously starved for love and hugging on all over my husband. But I mean, it's next level ship to like listen to gossip with someone's husband about your friend, the wife, and then say it on national TV. I'm just sorry, but like, ew. And then all of a sudden we get the text messages that Dorit are going to present at the reunion. I I think they were in the teaser. And in them, they say this. Now remember, these are supposedly silencing Dorit at the reunion. (laughs) This is Kyle texting Dorit the night before the reunion. Ready? Hi, I've been trying to reach out because I know we are in a weird place and it really bothers me and it's not even on the show. I wanted to explain where I am at and why I've been distant, but my hands were tied. Of course, some interview comments hurt my feelings and created more issues for me, but I'm used to that and could get past it in time. I also reminded myself that you don't know what I was going through with Mo at the time for most of these remarks, but then I heard some things that you said about me off camera that hurt me deeply and I wasn't even able to say what I heard or from whom. It was one of those things where I wished I just didn't know at all because I wasn't able to share and yet I was left hurt and couldn't even try to work through it with you. And I know you will be frustrated and want to know what and who said it, but I can't. It's as frustrating to me as it will be to you. Trust me, I have gone through life on my own because I have so much on my plate for tomorrow and I know you do too. I love you, PK, and your kids so much. I've been thinking about you a lot and hoping you aren't struggling too much. I don't want to lose someone else in my life over a TV show. They don't even know we are going through a hard time, so I don't see the need to bring it up there. I should have said something sooner, but I honestly haven't been strong enough. But relationships and you are more important to me than Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and Tomorrow I'm Around. I would give anything not to go and have to do this. I don't know how much longer I can do this show. It's so toxic and creates so much anxiety for me. Anyway, let me know if you want to talk kiss kiss. Okay? So that's the alleged messages that Kyle sent Dorit the night before the reunion, which was silencing her. I guess not to talk about the demise of Mauricio and Kyle's relationship, or maybe something else related to the demise. It's not really clear in the message, but it's pretty clear to me that Kyle hasn't been able to bear looking at all the different gossip going around, which clearly shows that Dorit hasn't had Kyle's back for like over six months to a year. There's so many hints uh, that she made even on PK's TV show when he calls her the queen of Beverly Hills and they change the whole beginning of the show towards the end of the season so that it like presents Dorit as the queen like OG of Beverly Hills versus Kyle. It's so obviously a dig. So I think Kyle is got blinders on for a lot of things at the moment. So it really pissed me off. And I am glad I shared this with you. Now let's get into the real topic of the episode. Thank you. I feel better. This was like therapy. All right, my darlings, let's get into it. We need to talk about mysterious Larsa Pippen or Larsa Yunin, as she was originally known. Larsa was brought up in Chicago and her dad is a tycoon and entrepreneur named Glenn Yunin in real estate. Wonder if he has any relationship to Zaya Yunin. 
Larsa graduated from the University of Illinois with a BA in political science. Ooh, just like me. She met Scottie Pippen in 1997. She was 23 years old and they end up getting married around the same time that they meet. They're not together very long before they get married. And she's dating him before then. So I'm guessing 21, 22 years old. He's about eight to nine years older than her. And he was at the height of his basketball basketball career because if you didn't know he was a Chicago Bull. And it's during this period that he has this super close relationship with Michael Jordan, his teammate. I'll get into that later, but at the same time they also get in a big feud back in 2020 which manifests itself in a complete breakdown of the relationship by 2021. The feud happens because for the full scoop, join the Dishing Drama Dana Patreon. The link is in this audio description. It's only $6 a month and you'll get the best information and tea about the things you care about and even the things you don't know you care about. What are you waiting for?